getting you up and getting your sports day started. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. Nice to have you with us. We're off to, I think, a, a rip-roaring start here this morning. Rip-roaring. <laughs> On the Morning Drive. Yes, sir. Rip-roaring. I mean, we've heard from Tech Mom 2. We've heard from Pepsi Man. Uh, we've heard from Bullfighter. Uh, we've heard from PJ on the Yates Flooring Center chat line, and and now from uh, Banjo Bob. So, uh, I mean, it's like, I think everybody's gathered around the campfire. So it's, like it's, it's, like it's, it's, like it's, it's like it's game week or something. It's like it's game week or something. That's right. Uh, Banjo Bob asked me this, Chuck, did they make you follow the rules or did they let you get your entire cartload of merchandise signed by Coach McGuire? Um, he's the one guy we didn't get an autograph from, uh, me and the young phenom, because he, the young phenom had already gotten his autograph. Um, I went and got the young phenom one of those uh, nice autograph balls, and I'll tell you, that was a great event, meet the Red Raiders on Saturday at the uh, Sports Performance Center. I mean, it was just, it was just, could not have been a better event. Uh, the players were very, very gracious uh, with all the kids there, and um, I mean, they were all, all together. Some of them by position group. Probably that's because where their buddies are. You know, like the linebackers were all together. The sure, linemen sure. were all together. Mm-hmm. The receivers were all together. And so, we, I mean, we, he and I had kind of running commentary throughout the whole thing. I mean, I would, I would tell him about so and so. Like we got to Austin McNamara. Please tell and, me you're talking about the young phenom and not Coach McGuire. No, I'm talking about young phenom. Okay, good. Yeah, no, we we did not even talk to Coach McGuire on. We didn't bother him. We left him alone on Saturday. That's a little He's, off brand for you. Yeah, he was the one that we left alone. Well, we he had a long line, and we'd already we'd had plenty of interaction with him over the last few days, and so it's probably good of us to give him a break. Okay, we sure. we he, we'd already gotten an auto, he'd already gotten his autograph, so he didn't need it. He didn't need another one. Uh, not when there was a whole bunch of people there and all that. But um, so anyway, we got to Austin McNamara, and like this guy's going to be punting. On Sunday, he's going to be punting in the NFL. Nice. Yeah. And uh, I said, I bet you he can punt the length of the field. And uh, he's like, ah, I do. He's like, yeah, you did, you did eighty. One of his buddies said, hey, you did eighty. So not that we hope that he has to punt at the length of the field. That would be, but that would be bad. Especially if it, bad. especially if it mm-hmm. was Saturday. Uh, but. I mean, the the players were like I said, they could not have been, could not have been more gracious, more accommodating. And you could say, well, they had to be there, blah blah blah. Yeah, but there's, you can always, I think you can tell. You get to a certain age in life, you can tell when somebody wants to be there or when somebody has to be there, right? You know, sure. when, when you have to be at an event or when you want to be in an event. And I'm, sh- and they were there for an hour, and they, and they were all, you know, with their jerseys on and. And did, had great penmanship, uh, you know, with their autographs and things like that. But they had the starting, they had the quarterbacks at the at, at an end zone, the, all four of them. Okay, they had the walk on plus plus the three guys, and so they were all they were all together. So they all looked to be in good spirits. That's good news. Okay, they all looked to be in good spirits. So so that was uh, that was a lot of fun. It's, got to see you know. Quite a few people out there. So that was that was fun as well. So <clears throat> now we head to uh, we head to Saturday, and uh, we'll be getting you ready for that uh, all weekend long. Uh, saw this news this morning with regard to the Dallas Cowboys. They're working on their cuts, right? Getting down to the fifty-three man roster. They don't 
they don't play for a while. So it's going to be one of those deals where this, this I'm sure this roster is somewhat in flux. Uh, but a but a guy that already has been cut, um, and who knows if he'll be brought back to the practice squad. But T.J. Vasher cut. Mm, man, disappointing. Great start to camp, mm-hmm. and clearly not as good of a finish. <clears throat> right. So um, this uh, one of the guys that uh, tweeted this out, Michael Gelkin. He's uh, a reporter. He said Cowboys have waived wide receiver T.J. Vasher person familiar with the decision said Vasher is rare length uh, 84 and 3 8 inch wingspan think about that from fingertip to fingertip when you put them out you know you know left left to right mm-hmm. uh, eight, I get it. Uh, eight, yep. 84 plus inches uh, and then they said he had the catch of training camp but that's been the knock on him is he can have the catch of the day and then the routine ones or other things that you want him to do. That sounds like a perfect description of his career here at Texas Tech. Yeah. I mean, highlight reel mm-hmm. catch, but then just didn't fill it, finish it up with the consistency of doing the, doing the little things and, and making the simple catches too. Mm-hmm. So he, he may be a guy that, that picks up with somebody else, or they may be a guy that could go back to him and say, hey, we're going to uh, sign you to the practice squad, et cetera, et cetera. Okay? Mm-hmm. Um, other cuts, and this will it won't disappoint you as much as T.J. Vasher, but Ben DiNucci is out as well. Mm. Not that he was going to be a franchise quarterback, but um, he's uh, he's been he's been cut, and it it appears. So the backup quarterback will be Will Greer. Will Greer, okay, okay. Cooper Rush, and he have been kind of in a battle for that but that's that's what it appears to be is that cooper rush will be will be the backup uh to dak prescott but man no no (laughs) matter no matter what you do there if you if you're getting down to will greer or cooper rush then you got big problem you do Mm -hmm. you know and that may be where you know if if dak were to, to get injured or something along those lines so, somebody at some point in time that needs a quarterback is going to be calling the San Francisco 49ers for Jimmy Garoppolo. Sure, sure. You probably could say the same thing about, I don't want to say all, but maybe half of the teams in the league. No, you know, no if doubt. they lose their starting quarterback, no, no doubt. their season just completely turns. I mean, let's face yeah. it. Chiefs lose Patrick Mahomes. It's, a, it's you know, Chad it's, Henney's not Patrick Mahomes. What? <laughs> you know, it's just, just news alert. And I said, what? It wasn't about what you said. It was that Chad Henney's still alive? Yeah. Oh, didn't know that. <laughs> He's still alive. <laughs> had no idea. Did you think he was dead or something? No, I'm just joking. Okay. I just didn't know okay. he was still in the league. Yeah. Yeah, so the, he's uh, he's got that going. So there you go. That's uh, That's a little bit of a problem. Uh, what did you think of Nebraska and Northwestern? Man, Scott Frost. Fun game. <sighs> the old onside kick. <laughs> Man, just... I just like who's calling who's who's whispering in his ear? I mean, goodness gracious. You're up eleven, coach. You're up eleven. And you decide now's the time. Hey, we're gonna do the secret onside kick. They're up twenty eight to seventeen. Northwest they're smart kids. I mean, dumb people don't go. Even 
you know, even those that are more athletic than others, okay? <laughs> Dumb people don't go to um, uh, Northwestern. And they, they figured that out really, 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 really quick. And uh, they, they snuffed it out and then converted with a 44-yard drive and a touchdown. And the lead was four, and they never, they never looked back. Yeah, that whole saying about, well, if that move works, we're calling that coach a genius. Mm. You know, and in this situation, you're like, what in the world are you doing? No, I don't, I'm, I'm with you, Chuck. I, I don't think I am either. I mean, up 11, I, I think you're, you have the ability there to be a little bit more conservative mm-hmm. um, and play it a little bit safer instead of going for the gusto. It's early in the third quarter, too. I mean, what are we doing? Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, it's not like, okay, well, all we have to do is play solid defense. We're going to run the clock out. Right. I mean, there's a lot of time left. But sure. I, I don't know. That, like, screams to me. I have no confidence in our defense, and we've got to steal a possession here and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. I, I, I don't know. I, I just I, – I would tell you if I was a football coach, I would probably be one of the more conservative ones. Mm-hmm. Okay? And so, you know, you'd call that a fault or a flaw of mine, whatever. No, no. Um you know, I think some people are just are just more riverboat gamble esque than I am. Mm-hmm. I'm not that guy as much, um, but uh, I don't know. That seemed like a crazy decision there. Just crazy. You can go get your popcorn if you were the coach. You can go get your popcorn. Hey, go get your popcorn. It'll be all right. You're not gonna miss anything, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, sure. Scott Frost now five and twenty one in one score games. Mm. Uh, he will not make the whole season. At some point in time, Nebraska is going to say, "Man, we have, we have given you and given you and given you and given you an opportunity." Getting you up and getting your sports day started. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T ninety seven three. Time for this day in sports history. It is the 29th day of October, twenty twenty two. Here with this day in sports history is Jeff McGuire. I'm going to start in nineteen twenty five. Because Babe Ruth, after spending a night mowing his yard in the rain, mm-hmm. no, I'm sorry, um, <laughs> after spending a night on the town, showed up late for batting practice. Oh. Miller Huggins suspends Ruth and slaps him with a five thousand dollar fine. Ooh, that was probably a big one back That's in the day. A lot of money. Yeah. That's a lot of money now. Uh, what year was it, that again? This was 1925. Wow. 1937, Major League Major League Baseball Phillies A's Bob Johnson is the second player to get six RBI in an inning. This time it was in the first inning. Wow. wow. That's a rough first inning for somebody. Mm-hmm. And a really good one for somebody else. 1950, in a no way political move, in no way, shape, or form, we don't even have to think about the politics of this, the International Olympic Committee votes to admit West Germany and Japan in 1952. No way political. 1965, Willie Mays sets a National League record for home runs in a month with his 17th of August. 1977, Major League Baseball St. Louis Cardinal Lou Brock eclipses Ty Cobb's 49-year-old career stolen base record of 893 as the Padres win 4-3 over the Cardinals. I remember that, and Lou Brock was, you know, he was just absolutely terrific. And of course, he went, came to the Cardinals from the Cubs, but um, then he would be surpassed by the Wizard, right? 
Ozzy Smith and I mean Ricky Henderson broke the, broke his record right but I right mean, but I mean just in terms as of as famous cardinal as famous cardinals I mean ooh um maybe I'm willing to listen to that debate I think Pujols has passed both of them okay um terms. I mean, obviously, Ozzy's a shortstop, and Brock, I think, was the second baseman. Right. We're just going off of who we think is the most popular. Who's the better player? Who's more effective? Uh, I think if you're going better player, you have to go pools. Yeah. And then um, Brock. I, just because Ozzy wasn't a... I mean, he was a spectacular defensive shortstop, but mm-hmm. he wasn't the offensive weapon that Albert Pujols is, um, or was... I mean, I, if you were just asking, like, who's the fan base loves the most, I think I would probably pick Ozzy. But I think if you're talking about who's a better player, I think you have to go Pujols. Okay. Even though, I mean, you'd probably put Ozzy Smith like top three defensive shortstops in the history of the game, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, and, you know. hard not to. Yeah, and and it's, I mean, being a really good defensive shortstop is important, but. Man, Pujols' numbers are hard to ignore. You know, I don't know what Ozzy's career batting average was, but I bet it was below 300. Probably had less than 20 home runs in his career. Yeah, but can one. Albert Pujols backflip? Yes. What's that? Can Albert Pujols backflip? Out to yeah, shortstop. That's a great point, Jeff. I'm just saying. <laughs> 1987. No one. They have Luke listed as a left fielder. Yeah, I thought he was yeah, the outfielder. Yeah, he's an outfielder. You're. you're I was, I was way wrong about that. 1987, Nolan Ryan passes the 200 strikeout barrier for a record 11th time in his career. And in 2018, star quarterback Aaron Rodgers signs an NFL record contract extension with the Green Bay Packers. Four years for $134 million, rising to a possible $180 million with a record $103 million in guarantees. Now, what would he make today? I don't even want to know. Yeah. I mean... He'd be north of... Double that? He'd be north of Aaron Rodgers and Mahomes, Well, right? Aaron Rodgers can't be north of Aaron Rodgers. Well, that's true. <laughs> that is physically impossible. That's true. He'd be he north be of the one that himself, though. But he can't be above himself. Yeah, he can't that's, be above that's himself. That's a different deal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It is National Chop Suey Day. I'm completely out. I'm not sure I've ever had it. I don't even know what it is, I, I, but I'm surely not going to eat it. <laughs> <laughs> what is suey? It's a, a an oriental dish. I, I don't even know. Okay, how I knew that made. part. I don't even know how it's made. I just assumed it was more raw fish. A couple of Red Raider birthdays today. One of them has their number retired at the baseball field. Clint Bryant turns 49 today. Wow. It's a good one. It's a good one. And somebody who isn't having such a great birthday today, TJ Vasher, turns 24 today. Oh, wow. Yeah, no. No, Singard is 29. Roy Oswalt, 45. Elliot Gould, 85. Elliot Gould. And Rebecca DeMornay is 63. Who's Elliot Gould? He's just an actor that, I mean, he played in a lot of different... He, he... Have you seen Ocean's Eleven? Don't think so. Okay, um, that's the quickest. That's the movie I literally watched last night. Okay. I'll just Google it. Uh, Capricorn One. Have you seen that? 
I've not seen Capricorn one. Okay, he's in that. O.J. Simpson's in that. Uh, uh, James I recognize Rowan. him. Yeah, I, he's done. Yeah, an enormous amount of work. I, I recognize him. Yeah, he's not quite a character actor, like in the the definition of a character mm -hmm. actor where he always plays the same character, but you could definitely call him a specific type of character yeah. actor. Mm -hmm. Uh, chop suey is a Chinese cuisine consisting of meat, usually chicken, pork, beef, shrimp, or fish. Eggs cooked quickly with vegetables such as bean sprouts, cabbage, and celery, and bound in a thick starch, bound in a starch thickened sauce, typically served with rice. I mean, okay. I, like, I like chicken, I like pork, and I like beef, and I like shrimp, but I don't like it all. In like a suey, especially with bean sprouts and cabbage. <laughs> and on this day in 2005, not a good day. In fact, a really bad day, especially if you were in, if you were in New Orleans. As Hurricane Katrina makes landfall near Lu mm. uh, New Orleans, Louisiana, a Category 3 hurricane. Despite being only the third most powerful storm of the 05 season, Katrina was among the worst natural disasters in hi history of the United States. And that is the Stan Sports History. Okay, so $5,000, which Babe Ruth was fined on this day in 1925, that comes out to, in today's world, $84,650.29. So that's a good chunk of change. That's a good chunk of change, right. It's a good good chunk of change. Uh, Syntax Hank says, Chop Suey was invented in New York. It's an American Chinese food dish. Lots of ingredients. Yeah. I got no interest in that. And a couple of people have reminded us that Elliot Gould was in the original MASH movie. I just saw that he was okay. in MASH. Yeah. The original movie. Um, and somebody else points out that Lou Brock played left field. I can hear I him why. in it, but I can't remember who he played. Like, uh, I can hear his voice. Was he Trapper? He was... What, yeah, I, believe you're, I believe you're right on that. He was Trapper. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I believe you're right on that. Um, wow, I'm glad they mentioned that. That's a movie I have to watch again. I would have, I would have bet my only dollar that Lou Brock played second base, and I don't know why. I, I thought you had two dollars. <clears throat> I got to save one. Oh, okay, <laughs> I got to have one. You know, <laughs> got to have one for my second last dollar, right? Okay. Uh, but yeah, I just, I don't know why. I don't know why I had in my mind that he played second base. But I'm gonna cite, I'm gonna cite the lack of television when Lou Brock was playing and also the fact that his best years were right before I really started watching you know had awareness yeah that's fair okay but I still probably should have known that Mike Gustafson will make me run up downs later on today you and I could each take our baseball knowledge and multiply them together and not get to Gus so yeah well mm -hmm. oh yours is yours is pretty good 654 this morning here on the morning drive uh, we'll get to this a little bit later, but uh, still no Josh Young. Although, I think he's really close to getting called up. Speaking of Texas Tech baseball. and yep, guys still, gonna... still holding out hope that it comes sometimes early, sometime early next month. Okay. Yeah. You know, they can only bring up another couple of guys. It's not like uh, back in the day when, you know, you'd expand your roster to, you know, 30 or 40 guys and you'd have, you know, a whole... You need almost an extra dugout for the all the guys that you called up. Um, I think that they can only expand to like twenty eight. 
Mm-hmm. So, I mean, even still getting called up after September 1 will be a significant accomplishment. Um, and obviously they want him to come up and stay up at some point in time. Not mm-hmm. go back and forth. Okay. Uh, 6.55 this morning on the morning drive. We'll talk uh, Red Raider football next as uh, Texas Tech gets ready for Murray State on Saturday night. Optimum game day live coverage at 7 a.m. The kick at 7 here on Double T 97.3. Big plays and even bigger laps. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3. Nice to have you with us this morning. Hope you're off to a great start today. So... We've made quick work, I think, of the month of August. I realize there's, you know, today plus two more. Uh, it feels like it's essentially over. So, I mean, if you didn't hit your number, sorry about you. It's on you. Um, if you did, congratulations. It's on to September, October, November, December. Start thinking about 2023. Can't get too far ahead of yourself, though. Right? Yeah, we're well, jumping ahead. I mean, we still got... September, October, October November, November, December. December. So oh, no. two-thirds of the way through. Got uh, got four months left, right? And all all the football season. Uh, <clears throat> let's see. Here's uh, here's my question. And this, this may seem like uh, we've had part of this discussion uh, before. But here's my question to everybody. And you, too, Mr. Lent. What does a successful Texas Tech football season look like to you? And some people might term that in terms of wins and losses. Some may, may term that in terms of how the team looks or plays or competitive. But what, what does a successful, in your mind, football season look like to you? Well, I think it has to be at least five wins, no matter what. Can't be any less than that. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think that a successful season would be that at least five and your team shows up every week. Don't look like uh, at times to be an unmotivated bunch and to see a team that's not, not shooting themselves in the foot, whether it's uh, done by the players or done by the coaches. I think those are the things that kind of, jump out to me i mean i just i just want to see you know a team that's ready to play every saturday mm-hmm. and feels like you know we don't go into games and like the game in austin last year where you're you know you're halfway through the first quarter and you're like this is over and gonna be ugly and so now just take your medicine just sit here and take it mm-hmm. for the next three hours and so, I mean, you could probably go back to just a little more simpler and say for tech football to be fun again. I mean, for for a few years, that's what I've been saying, man. I just want it to be fun again. Yeah. Saturdays to be fun again. Mm-hmm. And not having feeling of, man, I mean, what are we going to do this time to mess it up? But instead be like, hey... I know we're a big underdog here, but we got, I think we got a shot. You know, that feeling of, yeah, we, we, we may be, you know, favored to lose this thing by 13, but I, I think we got something for them. I mean, that feeling of hope, you know, and like, hey, man, we're going to shock the world today. Like, to be a, 
rosy red glasses, just a homer, you know, to give us the feeling of wanting to be a homer again. Mm -hmm. Because for the last few years, and you know, it's more than one regime, it was like, man, this, this isn't gonna go well. This isn't gonna go well. When's the last time you felt like you had fun? I don't know. I mean, there's been games along the way that sure. are fun. I tell you what, I, I don't can't remember the last time I had more fun than watching us beat Mississippi State in that bowl game last year. No, I think that's I think there's a lot. I think that's fair for mm -hmm. so many different reasons. Um, mm -hmm. You know, there, like you said, I think there have been times when it was fun. You know, the end of the Iowa State game that was fun. Sure. You know. Sure. That was fun, but you, when you kind of go into a game and you're and you're really not feeling like, well, there's we don't have a snowballs. Hell and chance of winning this game. Chance, something like that, right? Something like that. <laughs> we don't have a. How about we just don't have a chance? How about we just we leave out all the, you know, the adjectives. Yes. The vernacular. Just you know, say well, we just don't have a chance to win yeah. this game. Mm -hmm. um, and and I think too, um, it'd be great for people to stay the whole game or. Uh, if if you're bored, it's bored because you're up sixty three to seven. Okay, something along those lines. That's a good kind of bored. That's a good kind of bored, right? You just right. you're just sitting there and you're in, you're enjoying it. Mm -hmm. um, and you know the whole shooting yourself in the foot or like what are we the whole what are we doing uh, down there? I think I think you're I think everything that you said makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah, I, I you know. I have expectations of six and six, but we'll have to see what this conference looks like this year. I mean, I feel like you have the, I think you have the potential to be better than six and six, but I'm not going to sit here today and say five and seven is a failure or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Because if the conference turns out that, that we've got good teams in there and you're competitive, but young and I mean, you're not, you're not super young. You just, you just don't have, um, I think it's easy to look and see what we have done in recruiting and feel like, hey, the future is bright. So you're accepting of, you know, even though five and seven will be disappointed, you could see this program is heading in the right direction. You know, I, I remember the first year with Coach Wells, and this this is interesting. I'll, I, the first year with Coach Wells you, Wells, you asked me the question, and my answer then was, I just want to know we have the right guy. You know, like we know this program's heading in the right place because we got the right guy here, okay? Mm -hmm. And at the end of that first year, I don't think we knew that. And I don't think we ever did. I'm not saying at the end of the first year we were like, this is the wrong guy. Mm -hmm. I wasn't saying that either. I'm just saying I don't know yet. And as it turned out, we never did know until we knew that it was the wrong way. Yeah, we, we found out we had the wrong guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel... And this is somewhat unfair. It's just me. I don't. I, I'm already saying to myself, I think we have the right guy. Mm -hmm. And I think that because, man, he has just killed it recruiting. Just killed it. And, man, that's, that's, that's why you, that's how you win football games. You recruit great players and you have great players. Um, it, you know, it ain't all about the X's and O's. It's more about the Jimmy's and Joe's, and I sure. believe in that. Yeah. Okay. But here's, but I just believe already, and this is blind faith. We've got the right guy. 
I mean, everything about him we love. He hasn't coached a single down yet. Know, you know, so, right. know. <laughs> I was talking to somebody in the athletic department on Friday at the luncheon, Chuck, and they said, you know, in a way, this football season starting is the worst thing that could happen to Joey McGuire. <laughs> <laughs> He's done nothing wrong. Right. He's Everybody loves him. Right. He's bad a thousand. Right. No, we want more offseason. That's what Coach McGuire. He's done nothing wrong. He's gotten everything right. Oh, that, that's uh, uh, that, that is um, that is well said. The worst thing that could happen is they play a game. Yeah. Uh, to answer this question in a different way, and, and this kind of goes with what Jamie was talking about earlier about not shooting yourself in the foot. Mm-hmm. I don't want to wake up Sunday after a Saturday game deflated. I can walk away on Sunday we after a loss and be like, you know what, lost to a better team. Sure. That's sure. perfectly acceptable. I'm with you but on that one, to, Jeff. To wake up on Sunday and be like, we beat ourselves. What the blank just happened? Yeah. yeah. Like, how did we get here today? How many times did we say that? In the More last times than I would like to admit. Sure. Five, six, seven years. Gosh. Yeah. That's what that will be a success to if the that point where at the end of it, I, I mean, again, I said I was numb. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah, that 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 happened. Yep, yep. Or, or I guess this would say I wasn't numb, but the Texas game, yeah, this is gonna hurt when we blow it. Yeah, because you just knew it was gonna happen. The one two years ago, right? You just knew it was gonna happen. Well, and, I, and and K State happened last year, and I was like, yep, yep, that happened. Just. Just keep pounding that nail into us Red Raider fans. Mm-hmm. Just keep kicking us right in the... Mm-hmm. Just kick away. I, I I gotta admit, during the Texas game, I was I was pretty fired up. I wasn't I wasn't thinking how we were gonna blow it. I was thinking about how how great the post game was gonna be and everybody's Christmas I, card was gonna be the double. You were the forward. you were trying to make the catch in the outfield and, for, <laughs> and get in the picture for the Texas Rangers. That's what you were trying to do. And look what that got you. I know. I know. Right? I, I know. A pie I'm, in the face, right? I guess that makes me a bad Red Raider, but no. I had lost faith. No, I don't I had think lost it does. faith, and at you, a certain been, point last year, real. I had lost the ability to allow it to affect my emotions mm-hmm. with tech football. Mm-hmm. It's like I can't take, I can't do this to myself anymore. Be like uh, that'd be a good question for Coach McGuire. Hey, how disappointed are you to see to see football season start because you've done everything right? Everybody loves you. No, we need more off season. <laughs> it's been the longest runway for a coach, I think, in the history of ever. When you think back to November the eighth or so of last year, to where we are coming up on Saturday and uh, his first football game. All right. Jamie's got a question for the rest of us, Jeff and I and you, next here this morning on The Morning Drive. Recapping yesterday while looking ahead to today's sports day, this is The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3. Jamie's question of the day on Double T 97.3 is presented by Bizarre Solutions. Call them today for a free cybersecurity audit. All right, fire away. All right, Chuck, Jeff, and our fine listening audience, today's question is about Saturday's home opening football game. Mm -hmm. And this one could have answers from all over the place. Mm, I like it. There's no wrong answer. No wrong answer, unless it's (laughs) depending on the second Monday of game week. (laughs) It's just a week from today. Today's... (laughs) 
I'm sorry you set me up. I just couldn't resist. <laughs> Today's question mm -hmm. is about Saturday's football game, and I just want to know what you are looking for mm. the most heading into the game. What are you? What are you anxious to see? What are you intrigued by? What are you wondering about? What are you saying to yourself on oh, Saturday? I'll be able to have a better idea or this, or I'll find out about that. What? What are you intrigued by for this Saturday? I, I'm I'm intrigued to see if the if the defense can can do the plus three thing. In other words, can you get three more turnovers than what your offense? turns it over i'm curious if your defense can put pressure on the quarterback like has been touted because you should be able to against a murray state i mean tyree wilson at all should be in the backfield all day long to the point where they're handing out sack lunches okay um and i feel like that you should be able to create i see what you did there with sack lunch that's good turnover after turnover after turnover to the point where you know Pillsbury Doughboy saying enough. I've had enough. <laughs> okay. A well-prepared team across the board, offense and defense. I don't want to see guys stumbling around. I don't want to see guys not knowing what players are supposed to be in. I want to see a team executing what they need to be executing. That is what I am looking forward to. Because if the defensive line is dominant against Murray State, that tells me nothing. If the offensive line is shoving everybody around and treating them like ragdolls, that tells me nothing this week. But if they are executing the plays, if they are running the right formation, not form uh, running the right plays out of formations, mm -hmm. they're doing what they're supposed to be doing, that's going to be a good sign for the future. Okay. Um, I, I, both good answers, I think. Uh I'm gonna. I'm. I'm a little embarrassed by my answer. I've, okay. <laughs> I've kind of gone for like the last month, kind of, kind of making fun of Chuck being obsessed with the quarterback position. <laughs> I. You want to see what the package is for Baron Morton? Is that what you want to see? Well, that's it. That's an interesting one. That's a good answer. That yeah. was not going to be my answer. Okay. Um, I. I. You know, I have this in my mind of what Tyler Shuck was last year. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't, I thought it was okay. I thought it was solid. I wasn't uber impressed. Um, and so I want to I wanna see what Tyler Shuck is. And I know he's playing against Murray State. I get it. Okay. Just like Jeff's talking about, um, you know, the level of competition is not the highest you're going to face or anything like that. But I, I, I want to I refresh my memory, so to speak, of who Tyler Shuck is. And... Is he a guy that I, I want to know? I want to see what the coaches saw and to say, yeah, this is the guy. This is the guy that we like over Barron and over Donovan. What, will you will you know that? Close the business on Saturday. I mean, or, or you just feel like you'll have a better feel for that? No, I don't. I don't think I'll be one hundred percent certain of mm -hmm. it. No, no, I think that. Well, it's just like anything else. You could probably have an idea of it negatively. If it goes not, poorly. Yeah, right. not okay. positively, yeah. right? Because you're just going to say, well, it's Murray State. Let's see what he can do against a real defense, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, no, that's fair, but I, I just I just want to see the skill set. I want to I see what those coaches saw and, 
And so I'm, I'm intrigued by Tyler Shuck and his performance. Uh, somebody else says this. Uh, Shuck never, quote, wowed me in his appearances last year. I want to see that. Not essential, but I like to see it. Kind of expected it last year. Yeah, like, and I think that's well said, all mm-hmm. that, but all the above there. I, I, I mean, it is Murray State, so wow me. Yeah. Uh, this person says, uh, fundamentals, are we wrapping up, finishing place? Is there good communication? Is Tyler in sync? Another off the Yates Flooring Center chat line says, I'm most interested to see Zach Kitley's offensive scheme. Oh, that's a good one. And how successful it will be. Yeah, that's a good one. I'm curious how much different it is from what we saw last year. Uh, this this uh, uh, this is a good one, but you're gonna you're 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 not gonna say it's a good one. I'm curious as to whether our new coach is a hat, no hat, or visor guy on the sideline. Okay. I think I will ask him. I think I will ask him today. Um, what his role will be on game day on the sideline? In other words, what? What you know? You got Zach Kitley. He's calling the plays. You got Tim DeRuiter. He's calling the defensive plays. What? What are you going to do? <laughs> right? I mean, is that, that that? Why are we paying you? Well, no, no, it's not why are we paying you. Uh, Raider three sixteen says, "I want to see pre-snap penalties disappear." Oh man, from your lips to God's ears, and then back down to the players. Said every. <laughs> football fan in the history of ever right Right. pre-snap penalties drive everyone nuts without without think back to last year you've got a better memory than me was that a big problem last year i think i think it's been i think it's been a problem i thought our our penalties have gone down though it seems Mm -hmm. like we've done a better job with that okay okay uh this uh, went to the autograph event on saturday donovan smith is very personable made all the fans feel welcome I didn't see that as much with Shuck. Um, okay, he was sitting at the end. He was, uh, he was nice. He was uh, very. Um, I thought he was. I thought he was very nice. Uh, Donovan had a big smile. Uh, so did Baron Morton, especially when I said, especially when I said to the young phenom, "Okay, the guy over there that I told you could could punt the length of the field. This guy can throw the length of the field." Which one? Baron Morton. Okay. <laughs> I didn't get any disagreement from him. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, you know, like Patrick Mahomes can't throw the length of the field, right? He can throw the ball out of the stadium. He can't throw the length of the field. Well, it's probably. I might have been. I might have been embellishing just a little bit. Okay. Just, mm-hmm. just you know, just a little bit. Ten to fifteen he, yards, maybe. He can throw it a long way. <laughs> throw it a long way. Not that we're trying to. So we're we're hundred percent on Baron has the strongest arm. No, I don't know. I mean, I've I've heard some of that. I mean, I I heard some of that. I mean, I I can't sit here and say we've had a I've had a passing competition with the three of them, mm-hmm. and I don't know that that would be like, um, you know, embraced by the by the uh, offensive coordinator or the or the head coach. Hey, let's have a passing competition to see which one can throw it over the double T. Yeah, that's good for their arms. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, great for their arms, right? Right. <clears throat> this, I want to see our kicker get it through the end zone every time and our return fair catch, our returner fair catch to the 25 every time. I will say this. It does drive me a little crazy when when we're taking it out from the deep, three deep in the end zone and we get tackled at the 18-yard line. I mean, I just, I feel like... <laughs> 
I don't have a problem with that. I mean, if you got play bankers back there, yeah. Okay, what's? I, I mean, it, it's worth the risk. Okay, so if the risk is, or or the gain is, hey, maybe we get a big return, electrifies the crowd, mm-hmm. and I don't mean a big return like they got a score on it, but mm-hmm. maybe maybe you get out near the the forty five, and it you know gives you a boost of momentum or whatever. So the biggest downside. You would assume, right? We're not we're not running it out and getting tackled at the three. That's a different deal. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But if you're taking it and running it out and you get tackled at the seventeen, eight yards. Whoop de doo. Okay. It's not like you're backed up in your own end. I know. I right? Know. No, I know. The twenty five to the seventeen just doesn't feel like a big difference to me. Okay. So there to me, in my opinion, there's a big risk chance and reward there. Yeah, the reward okay. is much greater than the risk. Okay. So I'll take that every once in a while. Again, if you get tackled at the seven, you should have stayed in there. Okay. Yeah. But if you're at the seventeen or eighteen, eh, it's gonna happen every once in a while. You give me a big return every you know, three or four games, I'll take that. Okay. Uh, Brandon says that I'm the radio version of Uncle Reef Rico with my football claims. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, this, if Kitley's offense is as advertised, take it out every time. I don't care where we start with the ball. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm there. Okay. I'm not, I don't know every time. I mean, if you're back and back pedaling towards yeah. the back of the end zone, then you should probably just walk out of yeah. the back of the end zone. Yeah, just take yeah. a knee. Yeah. Yesterday, while looking ahead to today's sports day, this is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3. Nice to have you with us this morning here on Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com. You can uh, weigh in on the Yates Morning Center chat line. Go to the Double T 97.3 mobile app. It's presented by Happy State Bank. Uh, We've gotten this earlier. It's It's a better story than what the truth is. Uh, this person says, Chuck, since you're the Cliff Clavin of the morning drive, that's the guy from Cheers, the postman, right? Yeah, I think you, that's a good description yeah. of you. I've got a story I need verification on. A friend told me that when Lubbock was going to build the road where the mall is located, there were houses in the way, so they brought in equipment to slide the homes over to make room for the road. The road was then named Slide Road. Uh, any truth to the story? I thought maybe there was something new out. My, my understanding, and Clay wrote in as well, is that this was named for a town, and he said Slide Road is named for the uh, community of Slide that exists south of Lubbock. Yeah, that's kind of what I thought. But it'd be better if that was the. I, I got. I got to be honest with you. I did not know that mm-hmm. for certain. But one day I drove down that way on Slide, uh-huh. and I saw that there's a town there called Slide, Slide and I yeah. said. I bet you that's how this road got named. Yeah, yeah. yeah. As opposed to slide when they yeah. slid the homes over to make room for the mall. Okay. Okay. So they didn't. That is that a rumor? Yeah, I'd never heard that story. Okay. That's a good story. It's uh, it's better than naming it after the community of Slide. We had to slide the homes over to make room for the mall. So <clears throat> we just said, this is Slide Road. Okay. We gotta slid them over, so we slided them over. Mm. Slided them. Slide. Well, slid. Slid would be proper, right? <sighs> okay. Um, I, I'm not gonna go into the specifics, and usually, usually I'm a uh, person is innocent until proven guilty. Okay. Ninety-nine point nine percent of the time, I would say this. Very rarely. Do you see in the National Football League a team 
make a decision on a player based on on some conduct when the outcome has yet to be decided or adjudicated. A lot of times you'll see teams, mine included, that have signed players where they knew there had been a despicable act. Now that player may have already served his term or his punishment or something along those lines, but they, they still chose to sign him anyway because of his playing ability. Cowboys have done this numerous times. Numerous teams have done this. I'm not sure, and I'm sure that there's somewhere in the history of the National Football League that this has taken place, but I'm not sure in recent years, and I'm going to say, let's say within the last 10 to 20. So we've talked about Matt Ariza, who won the job as the Buffalo Bills punter. And he basically was known as the punt god. He's a was a draft choice for them. They brought him in, and he won it. Well, shortly shortly thereafter, like late last week, it came out that he was accused of a of a of a rape uh, that took place with him and two of his teammates. Yeah, not just a rape. Yeah, it was a gang rape. Yeah, uh, of a minor. Okay, who apparently was under the influence, and. Um, I kind of had gotten the impression that the that the Bills were unaware of this when they drafted him, um, and that Ariza wasn't necessarily forthcoming um, of this uh, to to the Bills. Which makes sense. Which makes sense. Um, there have been some that have been critical for the Bills for how long it took them to release him, but I got to tell you, there's a lot of times where football teams have said. Well, we're going to wait until this case is adjudicated. You know, players got a right to, you know, face his accuser, blah, 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 and kind of moved on down the road. In this particular case, uh, the Bills general manager, Brandon Bean, said Saturday night, this is bigger than football. Let's just step back and let Ariza go handle this. That's what we thought was most important. He traveled with the team uh, for their game against Carolina, but he was not on the sideline during the game, nor in the locker room. He did travel back to Buffalo on the team plane, but the coach thought it was best that he not play. So good for the coach. And I, I think from, from where I sit, and again, I got no skin in the game uh, with the Buffalo Bills, I, I take my hat off to them for what they did and how they've handled this. Now, again, I may not know all the facts, or the, but my, my perception, Jamie, is that they've learned about this maybe in late July, maybe at the earliest, but didn't know that there was going to be a lawsuit filed against him, didn't know what was out there, didn't have all the facts of the story. They basically kind of got cold cocked with this, so to speak. And when they learned about this, they made a decision to release Matt Arisa. Yeah, I hope it wasn't that just the public found out this week and that's why they've reacted. Mm -hmm. I hope that's not the case. Um, I don't know if if that was or not. I, I I'm proud and happy that Buffalo's gotten rid of him. Um, and I, I just you know what I, I I the one thing that I didn't love was well let's let's let him go handle this. No, we're not. Let's not get rid of him for him. Mm -hmm. Let's get rid of him because there have been horrible crimes committed here. Okay, and the Bills have done enough of an investigation to realize probably, hey, this isn't going to just go away for him. 
and let's get rid of the guy. Let's not act like we're doing it for him. Let's let's act like we're doing it for the the, the team in the league. Okay, mm-hmm. this isn't the guy we want representing us. Okay, so that was my one beef with the Bills. Although, again, I do wonder what they've known since July or whatever was all of a sudden a decision made because the public found out. You know, so I, I'm somewhere in the middle of where you are, and it, it is my favorite team. Mm-hmm. Okay, When I found out about it last week, I'm like, I can't wait for Buffalo to get rid of this guy. Okay, Can't wait. And... I, I guess the Bills did enough of an investigation to realize, to asking the right people to realize, hey, he's going to face punishment here. Okay, otherwise, you're you're going to back your guy. And so I, I feel like the Bills were at that point quick in making their decision. Apparently, there was an initial story by the LA Times published June the third, connecting five current or former San Diego State football players to a rape. The follow-up story, uh, including more of of um, the person's um, account I mean, the, for this was it, published on July the 29th. So that's well after the draft. Yeah. It's just, kind of, there's a part of me that's like, okay, so with all the investigation that the NFL does of players, they didn't know about this, or maybe they didn't, maybe Ariza had made comments to the fact, well, this was, you know, his involvement was limited or wasn't wasn't involved or something along the lines where they felt good enough about drafting him. Because yeah. usually you don't draft a punter. Right, right. You know, well, he was the pun god. Yeah. Right, so he was selected. It sounds like he was. A, it sounds like he was a major player in this Absolutely. accusation, no doubt. And this wasn't not just one on one. This was, Several. you know, somebody that was drugged. Mm-hmm. Sounds like okay. That's what he's accused of, and then taken. You know, she was taken to the boys to have fun. Go have your fun. I mean, that's that incredibly, incredibly sick. Mm-hmm. Okay, so. I mean, you want to tell me that you want anything to do with that on your roster? I mean, whether I, I, I just just no way, just no way. And I don't know why there wasn't a. Apparently, the criminal investigation is ongoing. Um, I don't know why there hasn't been arrests or indictments or things along those lines. My only my only point of this whole thing is that, generally speaking, NFL teams haven't done what the Bills did. Agreed. You know, generally speaking, you don't hear of an NFL team who has a player um, that has ability, okay, um, that they don't cut a guy based on... A lot of times you're just like, well, okay, well, if if Ariza will just pay this girl, this will go away. Deshaun Watson. This will go away, and there will be no criminal charges, and there'll there'll be nothing to this story. Mm -hmm. And we can still have our player. But again, if you're the Bills, I mean that's not a dude you want representing you. Yeah, and you know somebody says this. Uh, don't leave out the fact that the victim was a minor. We we did mention that. Yeah, and, and to me, to me, I mean, whether it's a, a minor or I mean, certainly that any aspect of this is heinous, right? Any mm-hmm. aspect of this, uh, regardless of age. So. Again, my, my, my main point on this was more the fact that usually teams say, well, we're going to wait, we're going to let the authorities handle things, or we're going to let people let this play out in the judicial system. The Bills just said, no. You could say that there was public pressure on them, sure, but at least they at least they took action. Sure, I agree. You know, I'm not going to give them a standing ovation, but I'll at least say, I'll tip yeah. my hat to them for taking care of it 
after they'd already made a decision on their punter. So this was this was not during training camp. This was after they'd said, you're our guy. You've been listening to the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3. For more from Lubbock Sports Station, go to double T 973.com.